tonight I want to share with you something that's been on my heart for a little bit now. I just didn't know exactly when was the right time to share it. It's, you know, God gives you things when I think when you preach and you just, you know, you say, I don't know if that's for right now, but there may be a specific moment. And so I feel like tonight is when I want to share this with you. I've been wrestling through the scripture in my mind, trying to get my head around it. It's a scripture that uh, really is quite exciting when you read it. It's a, it's, a, it's a story, but it's a true story that can encourage us tonight. So we're going to look at Acts chapter 27. You see this story of the Apostle Paul, and Paul has been on this journey He's on his way to to Rome. He's enduring some problems. He's enduring some hardships, but he's got to go. It's been prophesied over him. The prophet Agabus says, you're going to be standing there in front of them with chains. You got to go. No, don't hold back. You got to make your way. And so they begin to make their trip on a boat. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever looked at a map. I encourage you sometime go and look at a map of Paul's journey and just see how their their travel was. It's really unique to see how uh, during this time, the early church moved around and was traveling. And we see that even so here. But they're about to get on this boat and they're about to do so, uh, encounter something they were not expecting and nor did they want to. Uh, and that was a storm. Paul warned them. Paul said, don't go. I'm telling you, don't go that way. The Bible says that the centurion, he paid more attention to the pilot and he paid more attention to the owner of the ship than to what Paul said. That that verse caught my mind as we began to look at this because I thought how often we do that. We focus on the things that we can see. We, We like to read thermostats and gauges and things that tell us the climate and the atmosphere, but they would not listen to the words of Paul. We see something unique happening through the life of Paul in this season that he's operating in the gift of prophecy. He's telling them there's trouble up ahead, but they wouldn't listen to him. So I want to read to you here in Acts 27, verse 13. It says, when a moderate south wind began to blow, they thought they could achieve their purpose. So they weighed anchor and began to sail past Crete, close to the shore. But soon a violent wind called the Northeaster rushed down from Crete. And since the ship was caught and could not be turned head on into the wind, we gave way to it and were driven. And by running under the lee of a small island called Kata, we were scarcely able to get the ship's boat under control. And after hoisting it up, they took measures to undergird the ship. And then fearing that they would run on the uh, the Sittus, they lowered the sea anchor and so were driven. And we were being pounded by the storm so violently that on the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard. And on the third day, with their own hands, they threw the ship's tackle overboard. And when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small tempest raged, all hope of our being saved was at last abandoned. I want to talk to you tonight about through the storm. As we read here in Acts chapter 27, we see this unusual story of the book of Acts. It's really quite an eventful story within this, within this narrative. But it's reminded me of something very interesting, that storms 
happen all the time. They're, not only do they happen all the time, but they're, uh, to an extent, very unpredictable. You know, meteorologists can tell us they're coming, but they're not always so sure, and they can't even see them coming in months ahead. And it reminded me of storms that I've experienced in my life, and maybe some of you have experienced uh, living through a storm. And I remember years ago we, when I was living in Lynchburg, that there was this uh, storm that was called a derecho. It's not a tornado, but it's uh, very similar to it. And that was, it never happened in Lynchburg, that I don't think in the history of Lynchburg. But powerful winds came through and tore trees down and houses were destroyed by this. And I remember walking out in my yard and my house and I was so worried because we had trees around our house. And I thought, oh no, we're not gonna, they're gonna fall. But thankfully they didn't. But it was uh, just so overwhelming to see the impact that, that storm had on the town. Uh, churches had closed and had become centers and shelters, had become places to distribute water and food. And it really made a big impact on the city. Watching people clean up and chainsaws going every day was a sound of cleaning up from the storm. But then there's other storms. There's a storm like maybe an earthquake. California, we felt many of those often, and even one in Lynchburg, and I believe you felt here as well a few years ago. Storms come in many different shapes, sizes, and forms. There are snowstorms, there's rainstorms, there's thunderstorms, there's all types of storms. But the thing is, is that there's something that is powerful that happens in the spiritual life through the storm. And I want to show you a few things about this scripture here. Because as I read this, I, I don't know why, but you know, you read scripture sometimes and you come back to it years later and you read it with a whole new light and a whole new lens. And I don't know if it's been the storms in my life that have changed the way that I saw the scripture, but I saw something powerful happening in the scripture. First off, I want you to take note here. The Bible says that when a moderate south wind began to blow, they thought they could achieve their purpose. So they weighed anchor. It was just a little wind. They thought that would be enough to get them where they wanted to go. They didn't think that there was purpose in the storm. They thought the little wind was going to be enough. Not realizing all along that it was going to be the storm itself that got them where they needed to go. It wasn't the moderate south wind that pushed them where they needed to go. It was the storm itself that got them where they needed to be. I thought how true this is in our lives when we face storms in our lives, when trouble comes to us so quickly, when things go out of control and in chaos, is that oftentimes it's the storm that gets us to our purpose. It's the storm that puts us in alignment with God's plan for our life. We, we like to bypass the storm. We like to get in the storm shelter. We like to avoid the storm. But all along, it's the storm that gets us in the purpose and plan of God. It's a lot of times when we're in the storm that the enemy tries to put us down and discourage us and cause us to give up all hope like these guys did. But it was in the storm that there was purpose being developed. There was powerful things that were happening, as we're going to see in a few moments, that God was at work in the middle of the storm. Tonight, I want to encourage you. You're facing a storm in your life. You're facing a challenge. You're facing trouble and difficulty. Be encouraged to know that God has a plan for that storm. God doesn't allow storms to come into our lives just to wreak havoc. God doesn't allow things to come into our lives that just destroy us and put us down. But that's everything the enemy will tell you. 
right? When you're in the storm, it's, it's your fault. You did it. It's your problem. It's your parents' problem. It's because of the bad family habits. It's because of this or because of that. It's all these other reasons that try to make you feel guilty and feel condemned in the storm. But I want to remind you tonight that our God is not a condemner. He's not an oppressor. That there's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. That what God does in the storm, he'll redeem that which was meant for evil and turn it into our good. He's been doing it for years, hundreds and thousands of years. And even now, so it will be the case in our lives. There's purpose in the storm. Secondly, I want you to see that there is, there's loss in the storm. This is so powerful tonight. And once some of you had just really said, you need to get this tonight. There's loss in the storm. Notice what happened to them. Bible says it was a violent wind. They couldn't fight against it. They had to be pulled along with it. The Bible says that their boat, they couldn't get it under control. Isn't that what a storm does to us? It makes us feel like we're out of control. We can't get our things under control. Can't get our life under control. Can't get our mess under control. Our finances under control. Whatever it may be. Bible goes on to say that they were pounded by the storm. I want you to hear this, experience what they're feeling and realize this, that storms bring loss. They bring pain. They bring difficulty. They bring trouble. They bring hardship. They bring stress and worry. It's the nature of a storm. And all of us, if you're human, you experience that. You experience that. But notice how when the storm got rough, that someone decided that it would be a good idea if they started to lighten the load, begin to throw cargo overboard. And not only cargo, but they began to throw their tackle, their way to even get their own food and supply. And we know from this story later on that what they got rid of must have been their necessary supply because they were hungry. Notice there was such a great loss Every storm has loss. And notice how the things that they threw overboard, they thought were the things that they needed, but all along, it wasn't what they actually needed. It was the thing that saved them in the long run. Every storm has casualties, but sometimes losing things in the storm helps us reach our purpose. Sometimes it's the loss that was the intended purpose of the storm. It was what we went through the storm and what we lost and came out on the other side. That was what was meant to happen. We were supposed to lose that stuff. We were supposed to lose some of the junk we've been keeping with us, some of the the bitterness and the anger and the rage and the hardship and the, the stress and the worry, all of that. Some of that was intended. And the very thing they thought they needed, God showed them, it's not what you need. How true that is in our life is that when we get in the middle of a storm, we grab onto things we think we need and we hold onto them with dear life, but not realizing that sometimes it's the very nature of what we're doing, clinging onto the things that we think we need that's keeping us from enduring through the storm. There was a purging that had to happen. There was a cleansing that had to happen. There was a little bit of a work on the inside that had to happen. There's loss in the storm. And I want to tell you something. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. There's loss. There's purpose in the storm. There's loss in the storm. There's a fight in the storm. Notice here that the Bible said that they had given up hope. 
All hope of our being saved was at last abandoned. They completely threw it away. They stopped believing. They didn't think they were going to make it out. Isn't it true that the question of every storm that we endure in life, the question we all ask is, am I going to make it? Am I going to survive? Am I going to get through this? How am I going to do it? They gave up hope. When we get in the storm, there's a fight that happens. There's a wrestling. There's a, there's a struggle. That struggle is necessary. If you don't learn to struggle a little bit, if you don't learn to endure a little bit and press through a little bit, you'll never be formed. You'll never get stronger. You'll never be shaped into who God intended you to be. It's the fight in the storm that gives us the strength on the other side. When you stand back and you look and you say, oh my goodness, look how God strengthened me. Look how God helped me. There's a fight in the storm. The storm was tragic. It was difficult. It was terrible. And you know, Going back to that question we all ask, we all ask, am I going to make it? You know, as I looked here and I read about Paul, the Bible goes on to say that Paul, that he told them, he encouraged them, you should have listened to me. You shouldn't have set sail from Crete. You could have avoided this damage and loss. And I urge you now to keep up your courage, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. Notice here, that the thing that was carrying them to get where they needed to be was actually going to be lost in the end. And he says, For last night there stood by me an angel of the God to whom I belong and to whom I worship. And he said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before the emperor and indeed, and God has granted safety to all those who are with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have been told. You know, I, I just really began to think about that scripture. I've read this so many times in my life, but I had never made this connection to Paul. You know, Paul worked with the disciples, right? The disciples who lived in the very presence of Jesus. He worked with them. He lived with them. He, he knew what they, he had heard the stories about Jesus, though he himself Never really got to see the resurrected Jesus. He heard the stories. I'm sure Paul heard the stories from the disciples about the time when they were in a boat in the stormy water. And the winds were raging. And the waves were against them. But then out of nowhere, here comes Jesus walking on the water in troubled waters. You see, many people think that that scripture, that Jesus walking on the water is the point of that story. But I beg to differ because Jesus did not just walk on water to say he did to walk on water. He wasn't about trying to prove himself or be proud. He walked on water to show that he is in control of the very elements of the things that are so unpredictable of nature, the things that appear to be the unknown. And when Jesus walked on the water, he stepped onto the things that worried them. He stepped onto the things that troubled them and he brought them all into his dominion and into his control. And when we endure storms in our life, it isn't a season to just see Jesus walking on the water. Yeah, it's great to see a miracle when you're walking on in, the, in, in, in a storm. It's great. That's encouraging. But it doesn't really help you, does it? 
But another thing that does help you is when you go through the storm and when you can see the Jesus who takes everything that is bothering you, everything that is troubling you, and he puts it under his control and his dominion and says, no, I'll take care of that. I'll put that wind down. I'll put that wave down. I'll silence all of that into my control. As Jesus walked on the water, it was a proclamation that every time they took their boats out into stormy waters, every time a storm began to brew, that they could say to themselves, don't you be afraid. Jesus has been here before and it is all into his control. And you go into stormy water, you can know my God has already stepped in this place. He spoke to them and told them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. You see, Paul's realization was that Jesus has been here. And if sure the story that he told that he had heard before immediately brought him back to his own circumstance. And not only that, but he had witnessed with his very eyes an angel himself. And it was in the storm that he got the fresh revelation of who God is in the middle of the storm. It was when he endured trouble. It was when he endured hardship that he realized and saw God at a whole different perspective. And he saw God as the one who takes everything into his hands and into control. He was the the one that realized that the same Jesus who walked on the water was the same Jesus who stood by him that night. On another occasion, when Jesus calmed the storm, the disciples marveled because they said, who is this that even the winds and the waves obey them? The miracle before them was seeing a God who is in control. The things that worried them, the things that made them fear were the very things that Jesus showed. It all belonged to him. Some of us need encouragement and the attitude that changes. We need to get away from the attitude of these men on the boat. We've given up all hope. You're just kind of enduring and going through life just because you're alive. And get to the perspective to realize that what God is doing in the storm, there's purpose in the storm. There's a plan in the storm. There's a fight. There's loss. But every part of it was intended for your good. Some of us need the shift of perspective that comes like the psalmist had when he was running for his life, when he was in trouble and when he was in fighting and enduring pain and running and wondering what is going to happen next. That he would open up his lips and say, I will not die, but I'm going to live. And I'm going to tell what God has done for me. I'm going to testify God brought me through that storm. I want you to be encouraged to know tonight. There's a God who stands in the storm. He didn't just walk on water to show you he's God. He walked on the water to show you he's in control of your life. He's in control of everything you're enduring, everything you're fighting through and pressing through. And he wants to strengthen you. He wants to help you. Sometimes the best thing we need is just a little bit of encouragement from God's Spirit. And I pray today, I pray today that God would just come and somebody who's going through a storm, you'd have a little experience like Paul had where he could go back to those men and say, I'm going to take God exactly at His word. God told me He was going to take me through it, and so therefore, I'm going to get through it. I'm going to make it. I don't know how. I don't know where this boat's going to go. But I know I'm going to make it because God's going to be on my side. Tonight, I want to pray for you. And I want to pray God's peace over you, God's strength over you. It isn't a coincidence that when Jesus walked into the middle of the storm, he said, peace, be still.
because sometimes the greatest thing we need in a storm is just a little peace. It's going to be all right. I can't tell you how it's going to work out, but I can tell you something. There is purpose in the storm. Several years ago, I remember going through some times. We all go through different storms, financial storms, difficult storms. I remember going through some financial difficulties, just wondering, how am I going to make it? And, you know, it became a kind of a habit of mine that I noticed that God would, I'd, I'd have a need. And I, I, did, I just, I just say, Lord, I don't know what to do. I can't do anything about it. I just take it to the Lord. And then somehow, some way, God would just provide. God would just, I don't know, it would just be so random. And, and I started to keep track of those things. But there became a point, and I thought about it today as I look back in my life, and I thought, there came a point where I could no longer keep track because every time I turned around, somehow God was just some, some way, some, some by some means providing. And it, the funny thing was, it wasn't even the same way every time. It would be difficult. It might have come through the mail. It might have been walking in and bumping into somebody. It might have been the most random things. And I noticed something that when I thought I was in a storm, I noticed that every time God just gave me signs of encouragement, knowing I'm with you. I'll take care of it. I'll help you. You think that wind's going to bother you? You think that wave's going to bother you? No, I'll make sure it gets you. I'll get you through. All the storms we go through in our life, family things, hardships, sickness in our body, they're all different, but there is still the same God in control of every storm. Everything you face, He's still the same God. He's going to get us through. Will you stand with me tonight? right where you're at. Would you stand there and just close your eyes for a moment? You're joining us online. Just take a moment, cut off the distractions. I'm going to ask the choir to wait for a moment if you don't mind. Just turn off the noise for a moment. You're watching at home. Free yourself of distractions. May the Holy Spirit speak to you. May God speak peace into your storm. May God speak life into you. May God give you hope again. May God give you the endurance to live again. May God give you the strength to keep going on. May God give you the help once again.